0: Welcome back to the show. Got another great episode for you here as my buddy Scott West and I tackle issues 2 and 3 of the Tomb of Dracula. A little bit of a flux here on the uh, early issues in Tomb of Dracula, but there's still a lot of fun stuff going on. A lot of interesting characters. We're going to meet the vampire hunters in this issue. So definitely uh, tune in after this quick. Under the hypnotic control of Dracula, the deadly vampires transform all of the villagers into walking zombies. If I'm not mistaken, that looks like the castle of Count Dracula. (laughs) Careful, Robert. There's no telling what may be lurking behind these shadows. It looks like there's nobody home, Batman. (laughs) You're wrong, intruder. pay for your interfering. Coming up, vampires ravage Earth as Batman and Robin fight to stop them in Voodoo Vampire.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And I am uh, strolling down the uh, lane of the Tomb of Dracula, so I have my uh, regular co-host here with me, uh, Scott West, for the Tomb of Dracula. How are you, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, Billy. Thanks for having me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I, you know, we are we just talked off mic for a second. We're kind of rediscovering this title after not reading it for a while, and we're not reading ahead either, so we're kind of just, you know, rolling with it as it is. And, you know, I think uh, we're both uh, really happy with these uh, next couple of issues we're going to do here, 2 and 3.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. And um, I felt a little stiff on the first episode. I took copious notes the first time. And uh, <laughs> this time I took no notes at all. I'm just winging it. So uh, I think this this will be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, to me, if you have the issue right in front of you, it's not that big a deal to always have notes. Because I like to almost go you know, page by page anyway. So, you know, not a big deal.
2: Sure. But yeah, these are great. Uh, the The first issue was fun, kind of established everything. But uh, two and three really get rip-roaring, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. We have uh, some uh, new characters introduced, and they're some of my favorites, so I can't wait to get to that one. But uh, mm-hmm. not, not to get ahead of ourselves here, we, yes. uh, we're going to start <laughs> with uh, issue number two, and this was a May 1972 cover date. And we have a cover by John Severin, uh, which is a little bit of a, a shake up there. But then we have Jerry Conway again, uh, scripting Gene Cole on pencils. Uh, we do get Vince Coletta on inks here, but I will say right out of the gate, it's not as bad as a lot of people might think when they hear that name. You know, it's not as good as the first issue, I would say, with uh, jeans, pencils, and inks, but it's not bad either. It's not great, but it's not bad either. It didn't really take me out of it.
2: Uh, no, I think he does a, a really good job. Um, the art is astounding. It's it's probably pretty hard to mess up Gene Colan, though. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh you know Vince Coletta probably does get a little too much uh
1: grief <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he does take a beating but yeah there there are certain things I think uh he did okay on and, and yeah. not you know doesn't deserve the, the the bad rap on certain things so uh, and then well, we got John yeah. yeah John Costanza letters as well on this one mm-hmm.
2: um before we get too far in I would like to comment on this John Severin cover because I think it's beautiful
1: yeah i was gonna ask you what you thought of this one yeah i really like it too
2: yeah it's and it is different it's different for a. it, it kind of doesn't even necessarily look like a marvel comic um and i don't know how i mean he's a he's a old school ec guy and i know he did work for marvel but this just has a different feel i really like it it's i think it's beautiful
1: yeah, it's really cool. It's uh, it's like a picture frame. Uh, you know, we get the tomb of Dracula in the bat shape up there. It looks really cool, you know, the, the logo. And then at the bottom, a shrill scream splits the air in London at midnight. Who stole my coffin? <laughs> in the picture frame, yeah, this is incredible. You get Dracula, who's kind of... Uh, I'm not sure if he's supposed to be I guess he's supposed to be uh, uh, kind of uh, going from uh, his human form to his bat form or I'm sorry, vampire form into his bat form here. And there's a a woman on the ground laying there as if he's just uh, uh, taken her blood. And then we have uh, three onlookers from like a a bit of an alleyway here and there's houses Mm -hmm. in the background and a lamppost. It's really impressive.
2: Yeah. And fog, of course. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm, yeah we need a little mist and fog there for sure yeah <laughs> um,
2: yeah and, and the the coloring is great the three onlookers are in the shadows uh is lit by the the one lamplight, and um it's beautiful it really i think it really sets the
1: mood yeah and john severin's uh dracula here it, it's a little bit different than what gene colin draws but it still looks really cool and really sinister it's very good
2: mm-hmm, i agree And the bat looks great, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Two thumbs up from the cover. Yes. All right. So, uh, issue number two here. I'll just do a little quick synopsis and then we can just uh, break out into the uh, pages. How about that? All right. Sounds good. All right. So, Frank has hired a muscle-bound mute named Gort to help him in his battle against Dracula. The two men find and rescue Clifton, then steal Dracula's coffin and head to London. The Count is right behind them and has uh, now Vampire Genie to help him. And he says, then Dracula sends Genie to hypnotize Clifton. And then the Count himself shows up and a tag team battle ensues in a hotel room adjacent to Big Ben. So, you know, overall, big picture. Pretty good, don't you think? It was a pretty good story.
2: Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's sort of classic uh, vampire stuff.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we start out with this uh, pretty cool splash page here. Now, I will admit, you know, again, I don't know if I should or should not blame Coletta for this. I I don't know, really, process-wise. You know, the the splash page in the first issue, where it was just gene colon pencils and inks, I think is, you know, a a lot better, a lot more powerful. But this one's not bad, too. In the trade I'm looking at, and I did forget, I think I actually do have this single issue. But uh, Mm -hmm. the trade I have it in, I think it's the same trades you have. It's the fear within, and it's like kind of like an, on a scroll in orange and it's a, a weird choice for coloring it's pink <laughs> the <Yeah>. figure <fear> within <laughs> That's kind <Yeah>. of wild
2: <laughs> pink and and green yeah the coloring's kind of strange on it it's it's not bad um i do like the uh silhouettes of bats mhm yeah, i think those look cool and i don't know yeah yeah the Splash page for issue one was definitely superior, but this this one's okay.
1: Yeah, and I do love, too, we get, of course, a text piece here because, you know, it's the Bronze Age, and, you know, those a lot of those guys like to, you know, air quotes, <laughs> hear, the, hear themselves talk, hear their own yes. voice. So we get, uh, it says, Nightmare, sole descendant of the legendary Count. You've crossed an ocean and a continent to find this hidden land, Frank Drake. And here, in the ruins of the thrice-damned Castle Dracula, you seek the answer to the questions which most painfully sears your heart. But your only response is the sigh of the cold moor wind.
2: <laughs>
1: very dramatic. Very Yes, very dramatic. Sets the mood. And then uh, we have Frank here talking to this new character. Uh, and as far as I know, this is his only appearance, uh, Gort. And he's yeah. a, a mute. Uh, he has a shaved head. And so he kind of looks like Mr. Clean, except he doesn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the two of them. Yeah, I like
2: no, that. It, they, he just sort of is there. I don't think there's any backstory or forward story for that matter. No, uh, but in, enjoy Gort while we have him, I guess.
1: yeah, the two of them are at the ruins of Dracula's castle and, you know, they're kind of trying to piece together like what the next move is here. And then they start creeping around and, you know, they find the tomb of Dracula. And then, uh, there is a really cool, uh, like it's about a two third splash page on there. I guess it's page uh, three where mm-hmm. it, it kind of has Frank, you know, running back through, you know, basically what happened in issue one in his mind and yeah. like an inner monologue here. And that is really nice.
2: Yeah, that looks cool. Uh, Gene Colan did a great job on that. And I don't mind a little backstory if someone is uh, just picking up issue two and missed issue one. That pretty much encapsulates everything you need to know
1: hmm yeah because you uh, figure back then too things were just newsstands so you might not have been able to get one
2: that's right yeah and i do like i like the uh bottom left of that panel with the twisted tree and looks mm. like maybe some rain hitting hard um and then dracula the visage of dracula in the right corner yeah looks, looks really eerie
1: yeah, that looks great. So, you know, they're just, again, like we said, piecing things together. And we get to the next page, too, and he's finishing up with that. And he slams his fist down. And Gort's kind of looking at him like, you know, calm down, dude. And yeah. then, they hear, <laughs> then they hear, help me. And uh, he uh, enlists Gort to pick up this, like, huge, like, stone with a metal handle in it. Like, you know, a cover mm-hmm. that was over this well, if you remember from the first issue, uh, Dracula, as soon as Clifton uh, pulled the stake out of him and he was able to... Uh, you know, kind of, uh, re-corporate, uh, he chucked them down this well where he keeps a bunch of <laughs> dead bodies yeah. or half dead bodies to, to the snack on later. But I guess he's the only one left and they pull him up and he's like hysterical.
2: Yeah. And honestly, I guess I, ha- having not read ahead, I, I kind of wrote Clifton off actually after issue one, um, <laughs> And it's, so here he is, though he's he's not dead. Yeah, he was just hanging out with some corpses, and he's definitely traumatized by it, as as you would be.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds pretty awful. So, wow. uh, but yeah, they rescue him. He's he's wild-eyed, and uh, he tries to warn them. Dracula is awake, and they're you know they're kind of like, yeah, we know. yeah
1: i do like though how he lies to them and i didn't really catch this the first time i read it and then when i read it again to jot some things down he says yes frank dracula he was awake when i got here oh right yeah does not want to take responsibility for right
2: oh i pulled the stake out of his skeleton no no none of that
1: Mm, what a weasel (laughs) yeah
2: i he was awake and i tried to stop him but he came at me and yeah no
1: Mm -hmm. you didn't now he
2: out and he just backhanded you and that was and you were done. <laughs>
1: yeah, you were you were no problem for him, but yeah. they say they're going to uh, steal his coffin and uh, that's like I'm thinking to myself, okay, so I guess you know, Frank knows a little bit about vampires here because they usually need their coffin with the native soil in it to rest in. So, all right, okay, good idea, but then we see uh, uh, Dracula chasing a woman through like a forest here. Yeah. And then he catches up with her and he, you know, crazy scream. <clears throat> and I guess nearby there's a doctor's office and he's like, uh, giving some guy a physical or something here. And the guy's like, I got to get out of here. You know, yeah. my, my family could be in danger. So like that, I hear someone screaming and I do love yeah. on that page there. I think it's page five, that mm-hmm. panel in the right-hand corner, that that is a really good panel The the face of that doctor there. Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. You can see the terror as he's looking out. Yeah, that guy just—he uh, pieces out real quick. Oh, oh, my back doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> I <Yeah>. gotta go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know the doctor too. We gotta. my God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that panel—the—the uh, the terror in his eyes. Like he knows. You can tell he knows what's coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's—he's uh, he's just waiting for it. And he looks out the window and he sees here comes Dracula towards his uh, office and. The guy, you know, obviously we figure out here within, you know, a few panels that the guy is, you know, one of Dracula's minions because of uh, Mm -hmm. something that happened when the doctor was a boy. I guess at some point here we do learn that, you know, as a boy, he kind of uh, knew about Dracula and where he was at some point and sold him out. And that was one of the times Dracula was uh, put in the grave.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Dracula's here um, for a reason. And... I'm trying to find that doc, uh, the doctor's name. Oh, von Harbo Harbo. Yes.
1: yeah, that's a weird name. Doesn't sound yeah ger- Germanic.
2: <laughs> no. But yeah, Dracula just bursts in uh, and demands, well, what does he say? He says that he's his unearthly pallor, the cast of his skin, the paleness gained by those long years spent interred. An affliction that the doctor may yet relieve. Now, the, here's this is one of my few nitpicks. Mm-hmm. And unless I'm wrong, but maybe you can clear this up. Uh, I gathered that Dracula's come to this doctor to get his... to relieve himself of this dead white skin. And then in the next panel, he says excellent job <laughs> you know but for a few remaining disabilities i could uh pass for one of your weakling mortals but he's exactly he's still deathly pale he's the exact same color so did they did i miss something or did they make a mistake here
1: yeah you know i wasn't sure what other maladies he has bothering him other than the, the chalk white skin because in the caption box above the their dialogue back and forth it says and soon, after hours of experimentation and finally operation, yeah. there rings grim laughter in Von Harbo's Humble Cottage. And I thought, what kind of uh, operation or experimentation did this doctor do on him to do what? To relieve him of what? Because like you said, he still doesn't look like a human. He still looks like a you know yeah. vampire without any blood.
2: Right. it's so it's very vague, and it <laughs> and I can't tell what was done.
1: <laughs> no, because he um, he compliments the doctor though, you you did quite yeah. a fine job. I'm like, fine job out of what?
2: <laughs> you did great. And then he he says, this is another thing I thought was kind of amusing, considering the pop problems you were unable to overcome, such as this cursed lack of reflection. Well, that's not really the doctor's problem. That's just your problem, Dracula. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> a doctor, vampire
2: thing. The doctor can see you just fine. So,
1: yeah, uh, I don't know how so you this, blame him.
2: <laughs> that part was a little interesting. But um, and I think I said this in the last episode, and I know that in a few issues, they do start uh, coloring Dracula more like a living human being. But I like mm-hmm. the the dead white look. I really like this look of Dracula and we're only going to get it for a couple of more issues, but uh, I, I don't have a problem with him looking this way, but I guess if he wants to mingle in the real world and not be accused of being a vampire immediately, uh, he wouldn't necessarily want to look like this,
1: but yeah, I don't know if they could have said he put on some kind of like makeup or something to not look so white, but yeah, he does definitely looks a lot more frightening this way than he does with uh, the regular human like skin. Yeah, but well, but yeah, he attacks the poor doctor here. So that's uh, <laughs> yeah, the end of the so. doctor. <laughs> so, thanks
2: for helping me, and now you die.
1: Mm-hmm. His one and only appearance. So see you later, yep. pal. And he bites him, and <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a bite where he drains him totally and murders him, or it's a bite where he's going to come back as a vampire. I'm not sure. I don't think they ever touch on that again. But uh, yeah, you can you never, know. you can never know for sure. No. Uh-uh. And then we, we switch scenes to the airport where they're heading to London, uh, Frank and Clifton, and they get there in record time. And uh, we get Frank here in the hotel room and he hears something going on in the uh, bathroom, in the shower, and he rips the curtain back and it's Jeannie. And she's looking uh, pretty hot there and she tries to come on to him, but he's like, oh, no, you're a vampire. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm looking at these pages here and I'm thinking, man, he Frank's got some... Uh, he's, he's doing a pretty good job, man. I don't know if I would have been able to say no to that.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to comment on that too. I think wow. the time honored tradition of, uh, lots of vampire movies that I've seen. Um, these women, a lot of times look way sexier, dead than alive. And mm-hmm. <laughs> genius, no exception. She's got the, mm-hmm. the, the blood red, hot red dress on low cut. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it is odd that she's hanging out in the shower.
1: <laughs> yeah, what was that uh, all about <laughs>
2: I guess. <laughs> um and yeah, Frank, he he's got the uh he's got what it takes to to fend her off even though she's coming on to him strong.
1: Mhm. And then here comes Clifton drunk as a skunk. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like drunk Clifton. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he's awesome. He goes, "What's all the yelling for?" <laughs> With the Frank, bottle. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, he's got a bottle. He's pounding it right out of the bottle and Clifton uh, Frank says Clifton. Where have you? Oh, Lord? No, you incredible fool. And then, uh, of course, uh, he's like, hey, Jeannie. And if you recall from the first, you know, uh, issue him and Jeannie were lovers before Frank got in uh, between them and mm-hmm. uh, kind of stole Jeannie away from him. So uh, yeah. it, you, you can kind of see where this is going to go here eventually. But Jeannie's trying to like hypnotize Clifton. But then Frank whips out a cross and he's like, look, Clifton, it's not really Genie. It's a vampire. Would, you know, would Jeannie be afraid of a crucifix? So he's got a good point there. But again, the guy's drunk out of his skull. So, right.
2: <laughs> yeah. Drunk Clifton. I'm, I'm a fan of drunk Clifton. Um, I also mm-hmm. I really love the panel of the close up of Jeannie's eyes with the skulls mm. and the irises. Uh, that looks really cool.
1: Yeah, that's a cool effect there. That's I don't know. I guess that was probably Gene. So hey, kudos to him. That was really great. Uh, but here we go. This next scene is without a doubt, hands down, my best, my favorite scene of this whole comic book. We see <laughs> Dracula, who's still real pasty white, but that's not stopping him from uh, bar hopping in uh, London here. <laughs> and he he sees a very attractive uh, British uh, girl here and follows her into a bar and starts hitting on her. Yes.
2: And you can tell that we are uh, in London because there's a lot of blo- bloodies and govs and blokes. and uh,
1: <laughs> Double-decker buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so we're, we're very, very, very in England. Um, and I also, I got to say, Dracula looks pretty spiffy in his hat. I, I like the hat.
1: He's got a hat, a cane. Yeah, he's looking uh, pretty good here, pretty dapper. And, yeah, he comes right in and says... Perhaps you have a moment to spare, dear lady, a moment for a stranger to your land. And she looks at him and goes, aye, a moment won't hurt if you'll buy the beer. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is this England or is this Ireland here? What's going right. on? <laughs> well, he, yep, he, looks, yeah. Yeah, he looks at her, puts his arm right around her and says, of course, my dear. Mm-hmm. One could hardly remain a gentleman and do otherwise. And she goes, I like your style, gov. <laughs> yeah, here yeah. we go. He starts um, hitting on her. Oh, I love what happens after he starts talking to her and hitting on her. Then he gets a tap on the back. I love this.
2: Yeah, it's uh, what's this guy's name?
1: Uh, Oh, uh, her boyfriend uh, is Bart. 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 Bart.
2: (laughs) friend Bart. Yeah, he's a big, burly looking, maybe like, looks like he might work on the docks or something. Mm hmm. And he's not having it. He's he's not this guy.
1: Yeah, he thinks Ellie's—he thinks Ellie's uh, his property, so he grabs Dracula and says he's going to give his arm a little twist if he doesn't hit the road. And Dracula says, mm-hmm. "I beg your pardon," and Ellie says, <laughs> "Oh, Bart, where's your blinking manners?" <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this guy yeah. really starts harassing Dracula a lot, and of course, Ellie thinks mm-hmm. he's going to, you know, beat the crap out of this uh, stately uh, gentleman. And right. she's like, "Oh, oh, please, Bart, don't—he's a gentleman." And Dracula, you see a close-up of him grabbing his cane and he says even a gentleman can only take so much. And now, chuck, And he whacks yeah. the guy in the head. <laughs> I believe I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, he
2: sends him flying. This guy, he, he takes it hard, probably in the face it looks like. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's out cold. And then Dracula he, just uh, offers his arm and says, hey,
1: come on, come with me. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, if there's no objections, there's something I'd like to show you. I'm like, Whoa, we're getting a little racy here, (laughs) but they go out into the alleyway and that's that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's
2: the end of her. Unfortunately,
1: poor Ellie, but yeah, she screams. Yeah. How about that panel on page 14 there though? She screams and while he's biting her, and uh, Bart and a couple of the other drunks are, you know, come running mm-hmm. out. And uh, I really love that panel there. What do you think of that panel there with Dracula kind of transforming?
2: Yeah, it's great. It it looks really demonic. It's mm-hmm. beyond just transforming into a bat. It's uh, I don't know what that is. It really just looks like a demon.
1: Yeah, it looks and, really creepy.
2: Yeah. And their faces are completely horrified as they should be. Yeah, that's a great panel.
1: Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we need to, again, we need to know for sure we're in London, so we get a shot of Dracula as a bat flying by Big Ben. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lest you forgot. Yeah, you gotta have that. And I <laughs> like how, too, we then see that, uh, you know, Frank has a room at this hotel, and Dracula rented a room right above his.
2: <laughs>
3: mm-hmm, I was like, yeah. oh,
1: just pretty fortuitous that both of those rooms were both open there, huh?
2: Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right on top of each other, but here we go. Dracula, oh, Dracula does then comment and says, you know, aha, you know, Frank Drake did steal my coffin, but, you know, I have another coffin here, and it's not, I don't have to have my exact coffin. Any coffin will do. I just need my native soil in it, and then uh, we switch to uh, Jeannie here, and she's, uh, her cleavage is bulging out more than ever here, (laughs) and Clifton's, uh, Clifton looks like he's looking right at her breasts. (laughs) yeah with his
2: half unbuttoned shirt as well um yeah (laughs) yeah this this is a very uh this is a steamy panel to say the least oh and she's bound by the way to the chair oh yeah
1: yeah yeah she's tied up (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he's uh he comes walking over to her and uh isn't it obvious clifton frank's insane the strain of what's happened to me and then she says to him that uh I've really wanted you all along and of course he's still half in the bag so he's like me yeah. you mean that and he still did you know have the hots <laughs> yeah. for so between being drunk and still having the hots for it doesn't take much uh, convincing for yeah. uh, him to uh take care of Frank here now this is something else I'm a little fuzzy on too where mm-hmm. did he get uh the roofies to knock out Frank here I don't <laughs> understand that
2: Okay uh you know that part didn't even occur to me um that's funny. Although, I mean, it is Clifton, and he's exhibited some sketchy behavior, so maybe he just carries them on him at all times.
1: You know what I think it is. <laughs> I, I have my own theory, and you may agree with this and you may not. That's fine. I don't. Uh, it's okay. okay. I don't mind dissenting opinions. I feel like um, probably across the hall from Frank and Clifton here was a young comedian named Bill Cosby. So he went over there and said, <laughs> Hey, hey, Bill, can you hook a brother up? And there we go.
2: That's how You uh, that well, might be on it. Was the 70s, so he could have been uh-huh. on tour, he might
1: have mm-hmm. been on tour in London. Uh, I, I'll go with that, sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but
3: that's our buddy
1: Frank, then knocked out, and then the window is open, and in comes a bat. And uh, again, mm-hmm. we get another cool panel though of Dracula here, kind of transforming, and he's like in mid transformation. It's all like Smoky and everything. That looks pretty cool too. Not as good as the other one previously, but that's still pretty neat too. I like that.
2: Yeah, I like it too. And uh the look on his face is uh pretty inhuman. I really like when when Gene draws Dracula with that animalistic just yeah lust on his face, you know. And he's kind of got mm-hmm. it there. It's a smaller picture, but it still comes through. And yeah. Frank is untying genie. Oh
1: okay. Clifton. yeah.
2: Or, I mean, Clifton, sorry. and Yeah, it yeah. yeah, looks, looks like uh, things are going badly for our hero, Frank.
1: Yeah, now it's three on one here, and Frank does kind of wake up, and I'm thinking that was some uh, really cheap roofies there if he's gotcha. already awake. It's like <laughs> literally 30 seconds and he's back being awake. They're just but, quick knock me out, so yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Jeannie has Clifton completely under her sway here, and Uh, Dracula. He doesn't even realize Dracula's, like, right next to him. You know, there's a vampire. Mm -hmm. Creepy (laughs) as anything right next to you, but he's all about Genie here, and uh, uh, again, you know, in that dress, I don't blame him. I mean, you can see that one panel, too. Not only is it a plunging neckline, it has a slit all the way up to her hip.
2: Yes. Holy
1: crap. (laughs) wow that's a lot of leg (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and then frank you do see him creeping into the room because they went into the next room i guess where dracula's coffin is and frank's coming in and Jeannie looks like she's just about to maybe put the bite on clifton or something and frank just says no and i really love that panel of him holding up that crucifix there that's really cool
2: yeah it looks really powerful um Oh, yeah, the the way this is, you don't get panels like these really in modern comics, I don't think, but the, the, like those lines bursting out and the color, mm-hmm. everything about it. Um, and I, this is kind of what I love about comics and I miss panels like this. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really done well.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's almost as if there's like a, a light emanating off of the crucifix kind of just to show its, you know, power out over the two vampires, but mm-hmm. You know, crucifix is a great thing for Genie and Dracula, but it isn't going to do squat against Clifton. So <laughs> Genie just says, right. "Kill him, Clifton," and he again, he's totally done now mentally. So he just rushes at Frank. Frank punches him in the face, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just boom, left hand, straight left, boom.
2: Yep, it's uh, so yeah. He really did recover from the that drug coffee uh, pretty quickly because yeah, that looks like a wicked left. Just mm-hmm. takes him out.
1: And it, but it, it does leave a, a slight opening here for dracula to pounce though and i i do love those uh, two panels of him pouncing on frank
2: mm-hmm. yeah that's another good one especially i love the red behind him in that first panel mm-hmm. where he's just leaping out he's coming at you well yeah. he's coming at frank it looks like he's coming at us
1: <laughs> yeah it does it looks like he's coming right at the reader and then in the next panel is when he's like right on top of frank it almost looks like he's really, you know, bite on him and. The crucifix Mm -hmm. goes flying and then Jeannie, she can't help herself. And she's about to bite Clifton over in the corner and Dracula. One thing about him, he could have easily at that point, I think just wrestled Frank completely to the ground and just bit him right there. But he likes to Mm -hmm. like pull some like pro wrestling stuff. So he he picks Frank up, (laughs) chucks him across the room up against the wall and he's smashing stuff and knocking stuff over. But at that point, I think, uh, you know, maybe some chairs or something got broken and there's a broken piece of wood there. And Mm -hmm. uh, Frank grabs it and it sort of resembles a stake. and he takes it and he jams it right into Jeannie's heart, uh, but from the back as she was like right on top of Clifton there. And that's a really cool, uh, you know, half a page there too, her screaming, (laughs) I.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, God dang (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah and then, uh, that's
2: a rough one because that's that's uh, truly the end for her and frank mm-hmm. he did what he had to
1: do and, and then that yeah. next page too you were saying earlier about how colonel draw dracula looking like you know bestial
0: and how uh, about yeah. page
1: 21 there that first panel he looks really pissed off and his mm-hmm. eyes are like glowing but the sun is starting to come up i guess this was like an all-night brawl and yeah he's got to get the heck out of there because again the sunlight is not his friend so he turns into a bat and hightails it out of there but then poor genies you know left to uh, uh get turned into ashes here and that's pretty cool too
2: yeah it just disintegrates mm-hmm. i mean she was done for anyway so she kind of got a double
3: mm-hmm.
2: genie He's uh, broken over this. You can see it as she's just melting away into sand.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Clifton's there, like, cowering in the corner with holding onto a yeah. or
2: something. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and mm. Then, yes,
2: the sun rises, and we get uh, a horse.
1: yeah that's a little weird too i didn't understand that last panel i mean it it looks cool and everything but all of a sudden it's like a stallion there right in front of big ben so i'm not sure if there is one somewhere near there i I don't think there is but hey maybe there is
2: (laughs) yeah i'm not sure either my my geography isn't that good but it's a sunrise and and that's the end of that what a rough ending great great issue um great last page lots of action Mm mm-hmm It it was, I really enjoyed it. Very classic vampire stuff. I love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Very much so, you know, things, you know, scenes and tropes you see in movies and stuff like that. Great stuff. So, all right. Well, if you're ready to roll, we can move on with issue three here. Let's hit it. All right. So, yeah, this one's a little bit different. Not quite the the movie scenes in this one, but this one is really, really good. I I felt this one was a little bit stronger story-wise. Uh, mm-hmm. And and art wise, but I'll tell you what the cover for this one I don't think is quite as good as the previous cover. So let's get into it here. So this cover is uh, Gil Kane and Tom Palmer, but then we did have uh, Marie Severin, and you can kind of tell she redid mm-hmm. Dracula's face because that's definitely not a Gil Kane face there on Dracula.
2: Yeah, that threw me. Uh, I was trying. I was looking up who did this cover and I, it said Gil Kane and I was like, man, that really doesn't look like Gil Kane. Uh, so yeah, you can tell the face is redone. Um, it's adequate. It's not a terrible cover, but just compared to the issues one and two, it's so far my least favorite.
1: Yeah, for sure. And this was a July 1972 cover date on this one. And then, uh, we do have uh, a new writer on board here, a, uh, a, you know, I would say mostly known as a horror writer, especially in these days. Uh, Archie Goodwin and then mm-hmm. Gene Colan and Tom Palmer, our yes. terrific <laughs> combo that's going to take yeah. us take us home here. Except for maybe one or two issues, I think they're going to be our team uh, till the end.
2: Yes, and I'm excited. I I think Tom Palmer is excellent inker for gene and mm-hmm. yeah this art is amazing and i'm also an archie goodwin fan i think everybody's an archie fan i've never heard anyone say a bad word about archie goodwin
1: no never not once he you know nice guy great editor you know great boss and you know, i think he was a really good writer too like his the stuff he did for warren i think is really good too so yeah great guy all right so now that we got all that stuff out of the way why don't we go into the synopsis here if you're ready
2: and scared and really really does not want to go out into the night the just the terror on that face is amazing
1: yeah yeah so again you know there's been a lot that's happened in like literally literally three pages here you would had frank trying to jump off the bridge you know rachel and taj you know stop him rescue him they tell you basically their whole backstory and then we have, you know, them convincing, you know, Frank, you know, not to waste his life in suicide, but just like, hey, man, if you want to make it right, what happened to Jeannie, you know, join us and mm-hmm. let's go fight vampires. And let's start with the biggest one of them all, Dracula. And then <laughs> we get this crazy pub scene with Clifton. And <laughs> like I said, I just you read this dialogue and you're just like it's, it's so over the top. But hey, you never know, maybe on some crazy pub in uh, England, some guy would talk like this. But when he said, uh, no self-respecting obgoblins going to touch a stinking sot like you, <laughs> I lost it, man.
2: That's great. Oh, that's so great.
1: He, he, he's kind of
2: maybe killing business there. Like, you know, yeah. maybe don't call your customers uh, stinking sots. and. Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, let's be honest. If you're a pub owner... You like drunk people, because if you you didn't have drunk people, you'd be out of business, pal. That's right. (laughs) Oh, But yeah, so and this is funny, too. He chucks him out the door and he's locking up and literally within two panels, Dracula's Mm. right on top of him. So he must have been waiting for him outside.
2: Yeah. And man, I don't know. this may be my favorite panel of this comic because Dracula here looks absolutely terrifying
1: oh he does yeah he looks really really creepy looming
2: over him because clifton's down on his knees in the in the road and then so it's from his point of view looking up and it's just dracula looming out of the fog and he's got those the way gene draws his teeth i think i mentioned this in the our first episode they're not just fangs they're just jagged nasty looking teeth yeah he's got that wild eyes again and and man he looks great there
1: yeah that is a really scary creepy panel there i do like that one too that's really really good
2: yeah and the next one actually of clifton's face is really good too as dracula takes hold of
1: his mind yeah it's a close-up and his eyes are now like this pink and red or something like that like it's it's it's, it's, Mm it's it's oh yeah it looks really cool and they do make that distinction to kind of show you you know Hey, he is now, uh, you know, hypnotized. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, awesome stuff. So (laughs) he hypnotizes Clifton and he wants his coffin back. So he has Clifton go to the hotel where Frank is or was staying. I'm not sure at this point, but uh, Mm -hmm. he uh, goes to the uh, man at the desk like, hey, you know, I need a box that uh, my friend Frank and I had up there. Where is it? And uh, he says, you know, oh, uh, the night porter has it in the basement. So he goes down there and that guy's half asleep. He's sleeping on the job, basically. Yeah. And, <laughs> Cl- Clifton wakes him up and says, like, hey, pal, where's that box? And he's like, oh, we were told to burn it. And Clifton goes ape like he's going to, like, get yeah. the crap out of the guy. And the guy, easy, go <laughs> easy. <laughs> yeah, immediately.
2: He's, he doesn't have time for this.
1: Yeah. Let, you. you Destroyed the property of the master. <laughs> uh huh. So he's ready to go to town on this guy. And the guy's like, Hey, calm down, man. Like, basically, he says, I'm so lazy, I didn't do it yet. It's still. Around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like, Well, I had, I needed to take a nap while I'm supposed to be doing work and getting paid here. So I'm like,
0: jeez. Mm, yep. But
1: wow. <laughs> so then uh, he's like, I'll take you to it. It's just down here. And they go walking down these creepy back stairs. And then I actually mm-hmm. just, tweeted this last panel from this page out the other day because i just thought it looked so cool it's you know a woman walking you know through a london street here and we know it's london because there's big ben in the background another big ben <laughs> appearance. It's we should do like a drinking game take a shot every time there's big ben we'd, we'd be plastered by now <laughs> big ben or uh Big Ben or uh, what else could we do? The Thames River, uh, London Bridge, River. or or if anybody uh, says Gov or Yank. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Yeah, British slang. Oh, yeah, man, he, I, and, I wouldn't and, make oof. it through the podcast.
1: Yeah, we'd be <laughs> unconscious right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, great panel because Dracula is right behind this woman. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, got his, uh, you know, cape raised up in the air as if he's about to pounce on her. And the caption box says, After he takes care of some more urgent business, because, you know, the night porter, he, you know, Clifton had told the night porter, like, oh, my partner will be joining me here soon because he's like, this is heavy. You can't lift this by yourself. And Mm
3: -hmm.
1: oh, yeah, great stuff. But, man, next page, page six. Again, look at this panel of the car coming down the street. Wow. It's just so moody and just these little touches like there's a bicycle up against the wall there probably from some other mm-hmm. drunken sot that's yeah. you know, <laughs> too drunk to even ride a bike home. <laughs> oh man
2: yeah the mm. headlights and the fog uh, the way that he mm. draws there is oh man
1: it's incredible yeah, yeah it's and then they all uh, jump out of the the rolls royce here and open the trunk and Frankie's like, "Hey, what's in here? Looks like an arsenal." And it's like stakes, crucifixes, hammers.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep <laughs> they're,
1: they're, they're they're ready to uh, to kill some vamps here.
2: Weapons of war, I believe she calls. Rachel calls them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And uh, oh. yeah, they're they're ready to go. They're not they're not messing around. I. I think Rachel Van Helsing is a cool character.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. She's a she's like a BA. She's not afraid to go after Dracula like right at him. So that's pretty tough chick.
2: Yeah,
3: Mm, and and she says,
1: yeah, uh,
2: go ahead. Oh, you can squander your life in pity and remorse or end it in suicide, or you can take this and join us in our fight. Well, Frank Drake and she hands him the crucifix and uh, he's he's 100% now behind. Helping them out.
1: Yeah, and we'll soon realize if I'm not mistaken, within mm, I think at least four or five issues, maybe a little more than that, but definitely I think by like ten at the latest um that he's uh, he's hot for uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that has a little something to do with it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he says you make good sense, lady, and he's like, "Avenge Genie by helping you hunt the Count," and he's like, "All right." Whatever the consequences, I'm with you, I swear it. So the three of them uh, go blasting in there and they uh, are starting to head in. And we switch back to Clifton and the night porter. And uh, they're trying to uh, pick up the uh, coffin. And he says, (laughs) Clifton (laughs) says, mind what you're doing, you clumsy clown. You're letting it it slip. And the night porter, mind yourself, gov. Even if it's too blinking heavy.
2: (laughs) Take another
1: oh. shot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, I can't even. I can't even lift the shot glass right <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it slips out of the guy's hands, hits the floor, mm-hmm. and smashes. And there was kind of like a a false bottom to it, and this is why it was so heavy. It's filled with gold coins, like I yep. don't know, like <laughs> thousands of them maybe. And <laughs> Clifton, it looks you like, yeah. you bumbling cretin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. This guy says, uh, "Yell at me later, Gov." Yeah. And he goes uh, chasing after the money because it's rolling oh, away all over the floor.
1: Oh, I love it. And he's like, I won't let any of them get away, not even one. And all of a sudden, one rolls oh. over and hits a shoe. And here's Dracula. And yeah. that, again, another panel on page eight here where Dracula oh, yeah. looks crazy good and creepy uh, and scary. Yep.
2: Yeah. Mm. yeah it's, it just doesn't end. Colin was on fire with the Dracula. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was and, born, to, born to draw this book.
2: I agree. Yeah, Dracula's, again, looming over this guy, uh, hat in hand.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And um, calls this guy greedy, and he says, but you will not share the gold of Dracula.
1: Mm-hmm. You're so. going to get your, re. you will not go unrewarded. And it's like, yep, we know what's going to happen to this guy. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, I love it. Uh, as he's backing away, you know. Uh, he's like trying to say to to Clifton, like, help me, help me. And he's like, no, I ain't. And he goes, I ain't have no truck with any bloke. What calls a blinking cough in his resting place? <laughs> <laughs> and he, ba- he backs right into Clifton and uh, yeah. he says, no, take your gold, just keep away. And he says to Clifton, God, gov, talk to your friend, stop him. He's got murder in them eyes of his, murder and worse. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but Clifton's just staring at him. He's totally under Dracula's spell. <laughs> There's no help there. Yeah, good oh, gov,
1: man. answer me. You can't just stand by like a zombie and let him... <laughs> 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 oh,
2: but of course he can,
1: you fool. And here we go, Dracula's on that guy like, uh-oh. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Crazy yeah. good. And then, and we, you know, you hear a scream, and I guess the next level up is uh, where Frank... Uh, taj and rachel are and they're like oh, oh a scream so of course they know there's some bad crap going down and they go blasting down there and they see a coffin they're like look it's dracula's coffin but you know they don't see anybody else around so there's only one right. place left to check <laughs> and they open the coffin uh, <laughs> the <laughs> night porters in there drained of blood yep <laughs> that's a,
2: actually that's a good panel too i really like that too mm-hmm. uh he, he looks pretty peaceful though uh the look on his face is uh, he looks like he just kind of looks like he's sleeping, but
1: <laughs> well, says, the
2: mark on his, or the, on his throat, the mark of the vampire.
1: Yeah. We can't see that, which is, which kind of sucks. I thought, I wish we could just see like two little tiny marks there, but his,
3: his yeah. collar
1: collar's up a bit that, you know, we, the reader can't see it. But this night Porter, after he's been bit in this coffin here, I'm going to have to find it. I have, I think if I'm not, Remembering this wrong, I have a Marvel comic from the 70s where it was one of their anthology horror comics where they'd have sometimes new materials, sometimes just all reprints. Mm -hmm. And in one of those, there's a story and the arts by Gene Colon. And I think it's called something like He Thought He Was a Vampire or something like that. the, The comic starts out where you see a bunch of kids at a movie theater watching a vampire movie. And then behind them is another kid watching. And mm-hmm. this this kid wants to be a vampire. So <laughs> you see these, like, four or five, you know, guys and girls, you know, at this movie theater. Like, maybe, like, middle school or early high school age kids. And this nutty kid bites one of the other kids on the neck. <laughs> yeah. And the kid that does the biting looks like the guy in this... Uh, this coffee oh, here, wow. the night porter <laughs> yeah so i gotta find that but i thought, oh, maybe gene used it for some reference here i don't know
2: right yeah it's that uh, doesn't sound like coincidence i think he must have oh i'd like to read that that sounds fun
1: <laughs> yeah i'm not sure I, I i can almost bet money it's in one of those but i have a crap load of those so it's gonna take yeah. me a little time to look through them all and find it but i'm gonna find that story because i thought <laughs> that looks too close to that same one there. i think that's him <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff but uh, uh, oh yeah here we go so Dracula and Clifton were kind of like hiding in the shadows and trying to duck mm-hmm. out the back door but Frank's quick to jump at him and get the crucifix out but again it's you know that doesn't affect Clifton so he hits uh, Frank with yep. the bag of money
2: <laughs> Clifton pays him back for that wicked left in the in the previous issue where Frank took him out Clifton just hauls off socks mm-hmm. Frank in the face
1: and then I do love to throughout the time of the vampire hunters coming after Dracula. Dracula is always great with the insults, but he always yeah. levies <laughs> some insults on Taj. I know there's one issue. I can still see the panel on my head where he's tell he's talking to Rachel and he calls Taj her silent oaf. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> but yeah, in this one he calls him. He says, uh, Taj has like a wooden stake in his hand and he says, uh these others are nothing to me, even you giant with your stake and determined silence. Because <laughs> he does look a good bit bigger than Dracula. and Dracula's not yeah. a small guy.
2: Yeah. Well, part of the fun of these is Dracula's just complete disdain for everyone who isn't Dracula. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's mouthy and I love it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he, if you're not a, a vampire and a minion of his or just, you know, uh, blown away by how awesome he is, he does not like yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not impressed with him, he hates you.
3: <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know who he kind of reminds me of? Who was that guy that was the coach of uh, uh, the Indiana University basketball team? That was like a nutty guy and he was pretty cocky and he threw oh, chairs God. around. That's who Dracula yeah, reminds yeah. me of. Dracula, Bobby Knight. Dracula, Bobby the, Knight. Yes, yeah. yeah, Dracula's the Bobby Knight of comics. If you, if you ask him the wrong question, you're gonna get slapped down. <laughs> Physically or verbally, you're gonna get slapped down. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Or both, maybe.
1: <laughs> mm, but yeah, he uh, slaps Taj down like he's nothing, and mentions that uh, you are nothing against the strength of Dracula, the strength of twenty mere men. So a little bit of a, a gauge there on how strong he is, which is, that's pretty strong. So, he Uh, chucks him to the side like he's nothing, and then uh, turns his eyes towards Rachel, and she's uh, very calm, cool, and collected here, and even the count notices. mm -hmm. He says, you show little fear, Rachel, and she says, I am a Van Helsing count. You may recall the name, and remember, we are not without resources, and from under her uh, crazy jacket there, she whips out a crossbow, and right away, you know, fires it at him, but he's been around long enough to uh, know how to escape that.
2: Yeah. It's that's a great sequence. Um yeah, the look on her face, totally collected, and she's ready to go. Got the crossbow, not just a crossbow, the bolt wooden tipped. So mm-hmm. basically a fighting stake. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, Drac is uh he changes into a bat. And again, another panel. It's simple, this this last panel on this page, but I really love it. And I mm-hmm. I think it's the way the the white because it's um it's red like brilliant red around the edges and then you got your orange and yellow and then but the white in the center with the bat it really highlights the bat and it's just one of those old I know it's kind of old fashioned but man that's what I love and I miss panels like that I yeah that art because I don't know what that is it's sort of an amorphous blob design uh,
1: mm-hmm. but i don't care it looks cool (laughs) yeah it does it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you think about it because usually he just transforms from uh, vampire to bat and it's Mm -hmm. almost like he just shrinks down but in this one he almost like it almost looks like he turned to mist first and then from mist into the bat which i don't know that i've ever seen that before that's pretty wild but that's what he does so maybe that's why they had this different effect here
2: yeah yeah maybe so that could be and then uh, that would make sense because it would go straight through the mist
3: Mm -hmm. uh,
2: the crossbow bolt and then he could just go right straight into bat and which is what he does and then he flies away clifton grabs uh at least one bag of gold Mm -hmm. i was a little confused by the amount of gold and how much he actually got away with because it looks like he's just heading out with one bag
1: yeah, I did not know still, if there was multiple bags or just because that one bag was kind of leaking money after he hit Frank right. in the face with it. But this yeah, one yeah. looks like it's, you know, way good or, to go here. Well, actually, as I look
2: again at this panel, it looks like he's clutching. He might oh, have one two under bags. his
1: arm. Yeah, he might yeah. have one under his arm that was the broken one. Yep, it looks like yeah. he does. Yeah, so two so bags full. A, that's still a lot. <laughs> yeah, for real. And he, the door gets uh, slammed. And Rachel makes a comment as if uh, Dracula somehow like with some kind of uh, not telepathy. What am I thinking of here? Uh, When you can use your mind to do stuff. uh, Oh um, yeah.
2: Telekinesis. uh, Yeah.
1: Something like that. Yeah. She makes a a comment like that. You think he did it somehow. And she's mm -hmm. like, she kind of says to Frank, stand back, give Taj some room. And he smashes right through this, you know, huge wooden door. And, he smashes right through and walks right into a couple of cops and the uh, man from the front desk of the hotel.
2: Mm hmm. And they are promptly, prompt, <laughs> probably promptly, <laughs> uh promptly <laughs> um, accused of murder. And it, Scotland Yard is going to have to handle this case, looks like.
1: Yeah. And on page 13 there, when the cops are talking to them about it. <laughs> I like the effect they're going for with, like, you know, a light shining in one direction. But the cop looks like he has a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It looks a little goofy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's a very, the line dividing the light from the rest of his uh, skin is is really distinguished. And, yeah, he totally looks like he's wearing, just wearing a yellow mask.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It looks hilarious, like it's a gold mask he has on his face. Yeah. But, uh, but, but again, again, no, no nitpicks here. Even that, it's just like whatever, man. The art is so yeah. good in here, but it, it does really stand out on that panel. <laughs> I and mean, yeah, the cop, spare me your fairy tales, miss. When Van Helsing tries to say about Dracula and he's escaping this mm-hmm. and that, of course the cops don't believe her. And like you said, yeah. she goes to uh, Scotland Yard here, and we meet. Another new character, and this is a a guy that I know is a recurring character because he's one of my favorites, and Dracula Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) smack-talks him uh, from time to time as well, and that's uh, Inspector Chelm. Yes. I don't know what issue it is. It's in the teens where Dracula's fighting some other kind of evil uh, entity, and Inspector Chelm is there and tries to warn Dracula about something, and Dracula turns over his shoulder and looks at him and goes, Chelm, you dare like talk to me or something? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> kind of says am like you know <laughs> you know, you you're not tough enough to talk to me, pal. And he tells me right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is uh this is great. And another bit of um, sort of the this traditional vampire lore from movies and and books and stuff is, I think it's from the the Lugosi Dracula. The line, you know. Um, the vampire's greatest strength is that no one believes. Mm. So they're, yeah. they're saying, you know, they're trying to, and they're telling the truth, but yeah, these cops, they're not buying it.
1: Yeah. And it's funny too. It's that kind of ends that scene there. And then we get another one here where we see Clifton driving down the road in like a van. And he's got, you know, our buddy Dracula in, it looks like more like a crate, in the back, which yeah. again, if, if he has the native soil in there, he's good to go anyway. And um, On page 14, you know, you got a panel of Clifton and he's like, we're getting close, very close. And <laughs> he looks like he's been doing some, uh, you know, methamphetamine or something. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he's like, really like. Wow, man, like he's he he see something here. <laughs>
2: uh, he's he is wide eyed. he's he's at least on a bunch of nodos or something uh...
1: <laughs> some no Joel- <laughs> uh, nodos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I do love too. they they start to get to, you know, close to wherever they're heading here. And uh, you don't right. know yet. They don't say they just say about a country estate and mm-hmm. you know, they exchange the gold coins for modern currency. And, you know, they say about, uh, you know, some of the things that have gone on. And he pops the crate open and there's Dracula. And man, Dracula, I don't know if he's uh, using some, uh, you know, suave products or Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> there's something there. Check out his hair, man. His hair is like really. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's, it's looking good for sure. It, it's a little, yeah, more than usual or something. Yeah, it's a little different.
1: It's a little it like. Good. I mean, if this wasn't, like, 72, I would say he looks a little, you know, Saturday Night Fever Travolta here. It's it's looking pretty good there.
2: (laughs) It looks like he he spent a little time on it before he went to bed in his crate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me of a, is it a Scooby-Doo episode or something like that? One of those cartoons where... Uh, he's combing his hair before he gets into bed, and the other guy's like, we do you doing, combing your hair before you go to bed?" And he goes, "I want to look good if I meet some chick in my dreams." <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Oh man! <laughs> but it's Clifton yeah. is this is kind of creepy if you think about it. He pops open the crate and mm. like kind of leers over Dracula sleeping, has a bit yeah. of a monologue to himself, and then just gets back in the cab of the truck and drives yeah. away. Yeah. What? Why did he do that?
2: Yeah, it's a little odd. He didn't really need to do that. I guess he's just so enslaved to Dracula now that he needed to just have a little look. A little Give him visible. an update. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because then he just gets right back in and, and drives off.
1: Yeah, uh, and it, We still have no idea where they're going, though, like or what, what this is all about. At this point, I right. was just thinking, oh, they're just trying to get away somewhere to a hideout or something like mm-hmm. that, but you don't even have time to figure out what they're doing, and We switch to the morgue here and uh, we see uh, somebody pop up and I'm not sure if it even says who this is, if this was the night porter, because it doesn't look like him. It doesn't. Yeah,
2: it's this guy's blonde. The other guy definitely wasn't unless that's just the the lighting. I don't know. It doesn't look like the same guy.
1: No. And he's like, I'm alive, I'm alive. And I thirst and he starts creeping around. But as soon as he gets to the door, there's a crucifix in his face. And we see, uh, you know, Rachel was smart enough to be like, listen, Chelm. Let's go down to the morgue, and this dude's gonna pop up and try to bite somebody, and you'll know I'm not, you know, BSing here. And that it's exactly what happens, and yeah, and they they <laughs> they kill the dude right there, and that's a really good panel where they actually kill him. It's yeah, you, know, you see uh, Taj kind of has him down on the ground and puts the spike right to his heart, and down comes the hammer, and walk is the yeah. sound effect, but <laughs> it looks really cool. Like there's this blinding light to give you some mm-hmm. of the you know, effect of the the staking
2: yeah it gives a like you can tell something supernatural is occurring yeah it's a good mm-hmm. choice yeah,
1: yeah it's like, great you know. i love the next panel though too where it's all kind of in shadow and there's a uh, frank with his hand over his face and i don't i don't think i'll ever get used to it and <laughs> she yeah. says no no one ever does <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah there's there's our buddy chelm and he's like man i can't believe it you guys are on the level like hey all right i'll help you and Here Mm -hmm. we go. Then there's no no Clifton to be found anywhere. We just see this, you know, like palatial estate out here in the country and the bat flying over. And um, again, somebody comes to the door here. I'm thinking, oh, is this going to be Clifton? But it's not. Mm -hmm. It's uh, Mr. Langston. Yeah, totally new characters. Yeah, totally new characters. He's come to see uh, uh, Miss Strangeway uh, for some business here. And, you know, they come in and uh, he gets down the hallway and he remarks about how beautiful the one part of the hallway looks because it's got uh, some uh, pictures and paintings of this uh, Miss Strangeway when she was a hot model. And then they get into another part of the hallway where there's like these demonic yeah, <laughs> you know, things and the guy's kind of like, well, I'm glad it isn't lit very well in here. That's kind of gross, but. Yeah, we got we got a new character here, and she's not going to be around forever or anything, but she's going to be around for I think two or three issues at least. Mm, And uh, you know, she's a you know like a middle-aged lady, and she's sitting here with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, Basically, the gist is uh, she is the one that bought the castle from Frank Drake, and there was a reason for that, and it's because she wants to go back to being you know looking like she's 20 years old again. I don't know, maybe she's like in her 50s now, and she thinks that, uh, you know, occult things are going to uh, get her to be young again. And she says about how she's tried this, that, and the other thing, and it Mm -hmm. hasn't worked, and there's something else she wants to try. And, of course, (laughs) we see Dracula leering in through the window there, and you can kind (laughs) of get the uh, idea of what she's got going on.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is great. I love, um, I'm a sucker for occult, uh, just, you know, the occult uh, collector kind of trope.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: she's great. I think the name is great. Ilsa Strangeway. That's a great name. And uh, yeah, she's pining oh, yeah. for her youth. But, you know, honestly, I don't think she looks that bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you too. That's what I thought too. I'm like, they do have a, a panel where she clicks on, you know, a lamp and you see her. And then there is a picture or painting or something of her behind her. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, she doesn't look like that anymore. But she still does. She still is a very attractive woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're some guy <laughs> anywhere near that age, you're going to be like, listen, lady, you don't need to worry about any beauty secrets. You look fine. You don't need to look like you're 20. You look fine.
2: Yeah, she's great. And she's got. Um, she's got dark hair. She's got, I guess, black hair because it's got the blue you know, highlights. But tint um, to it, yeah. Yeah, so she's but she's also got that, you know, lily munster white streak in it and I don't know. I think that looks cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this knucklehead of a what is he like her like lawyer or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's married, but I'm thinking do it if you're not. Why are you trying to get with her? She's right. a looking lady. She's got more money than, you know, who knows here, like a king. Like what's the matter? Dude like try. Try to hook up with her. <laughs> right. But, but no, he acts he's like very, he, he's, uh, got no he's got no interest.
2: None none at all. And he's, he is sort of uh, mocking her for thinking Dracula's real. You know, she's, he's like, that book's a fiction based on legend at best. But she believes it. And of course, as we all know, she's right to believe it. Dracula's totally real.
1: Mm-hmm. I love how he calls <laughs> it uh, supernatural poppycock too. Yeah. Other <laughs> Britishism <laughs> there. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, he he pisses her off for the last time though And she chucks the book at him and says get out of here You're, I'm sorry she's like Instead of saying fired you're dismissed So that's yeah. the end of him he's done So she's on the hunt for another lawyer or whatever here But she uh, basically says like Hey I want what I want I want to look young again And all of a sudden The doors blast open and man yes. That panel is creepy too on that last page ah. there I love it I know it's Ooh. so good <laughs> Yeah it's great she's like what? Who are you? And all of a sudden, before he can even say anything, or maybe he can't say anything—I'm not sure here—but she says you are Dracula, more than legend, mere superstition. You live, and she says, you know, basically, she purchased his castle, you know, from Frank Drake because she thought somehow she would be able to, you know, uh, you know, revitalize him, conjure him up, meet him somehow, some way, <laughs> and uh, yeah. she says about you know the lore being true and. I I hate when they do this because if they don't always hold to it, you'll get yeah. people that will you know say, "Hey, what happened there?" You know, you can nitpick it. You know, she kind of says like right. you 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 can't enter a home unless you've been invited there by the owner. And I'm thinking, so did the owner of the hotel invite him there when he was just at that hotel? Like you know, <laughs> you know, like how does that how does that work? <laughs> it's a it's a little.
2: <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> know. Yeah, there's definitely inconsistencies. But those are the things I've learned to just be like, "Eh, okay, whatever.
1: Just blow it (laughs) off. But yeah, she she's like, aha. So, you know, enter uh, enter my home because she wants to, uh, you know, she wants uh, something from him. And I do love the blurb at the bottom here next through a mirror darkly. And we didn't mention it, but a little foreshadowing here when the lawyer came to visit her. After he went down the one hallway and came into the room, oh, that's where, right, yeah, yeah, where Ilsa was, we did see this black mirror, and yeah. that's going to be a huge focus of uh, yeah. these next uh, uh, two. Uh, I'm sorry, not two. Uh, I think three, uh, mm. four, five, and six. These next three uh, issues, where okay. it's yeah, where it's basically gonna you know be a like a three-parter, issues four, five, and six uh, with uh, Ilsa Strange Way. And uh, this mirror here. So, you know, you nice. and I talked off Mike uh, ahead of time here. We're going to try to uh, knock uh, these mm-hmm. next three out because it's basically like a three-part story in our next recording. And these next three, you know, Archie Goodwin does the next one. And then we get our uh, uh, old faithful here. It's been around since the Golden Age. Gardner Fox will do the next oh, two like issues that. then, which yep. is kind of wild. But then that'll be the bridge that gets us to, you know, our team for mm-hmm. the rest of the series of Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan
2: yeah that's exciting. And i'm but I'm excited for the next three issues, too. Um, Gardner
1: Fox, that is wild, yeah. i re- and I remember again, i like I said, I didn't uh, read ahead, but I do remember liking this three issue story quite a bit just because it's very weird, very bizarre. Mm-hmm. but it's it again, it still builds a little bit on what we've already seen and starts to go in these other directions, you know, kind of away from the Stoker novel and away from. Yeah you know, the movies and stuff like that and start to do its own thing, which I loved.
2: Yeah. And I, I have to say, uh, my memory. And I think I mentioned this in our first episode, my memory of this comic was that these first issues where they were swapping out writers, um, mm-hmm. uh, was that the story was kind of disjointed, but I'm going to take that back. Cause they're actually doing a really good job of, uh, driving the plot forward.
3: Hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think if the next three issues are a um, continuing story, that makes me really excited to read these. So,
1: Mm. yeah, I mean, I'm sure we might get a little bit of inconsistency when it goes from Archie Goodwin then to Gardner Fox. And not because Fox, you know, is the type that didn't do his homework or anything like that. I just feel like you just get that. It's a newer book. And, you know, I, I don't know if Fox was told, hey, you're getting two issues and that's it, or it was, hey, you're the new writer here. But I think you might get a you know a tiny little bit of inconsistency here or there. But yeah, for the most part, these okay. are working pretty good.
2: Yeah, and these I think these two issues were issues were really solid, uh, mm-hmm. especially issue three. Uh, this one's really fun, and I like the introduction of all the new characters. I really like Rachel Van Helsing. Taj seems cool. I mean, he's kind of just a silent giant at this point, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and,
1: uh, he's got a real good backstory. backstory. I do I do remember his backstory, and they really get into that. I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's in the the issue numbers of the 30s or something like that. Somewhere in there, he gets. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, they yeah they really go into his backstory, and I think they go to his home where he lives and stuff like that. Yeah, it's really good stuff.
2: Cool. Uh, one other thing I'd like to say is we are we're laughing and joking and and laughing a lot of, at as we go through these, but, um, just sitting alone and reading these, uh, this is a solid horror comic. I mean, we're mm-hmm. having, fun. we're doing a podcast, but to just sit and read these uh, by yourself. Um, and I like, you know, I like to get my room all atmospheric when I'm reading stuff like this. So
3: mm-hmm. this is,
2: this is, uh, legitimately a horror comic and there's, there's scenes in here that are, horror scenes i mean some of this is really i can imagine if i was a little kid reading these for the first time i would have been scared by a lot oh yeah this.
1: oh absolutely like we did mention a couple of those panels where dracula looks really menacing and again you know when you're an adult you don't really think anything of it because you've read prose and you've seen movies and things like that but like you said, if you're a kid in 1972 and you're reading this, you'd be like, well, this is scary.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would have had nightmares from a couple of those shots of Dracula. I would have gone to bed, and when I closed my eyes, that's what I would be seeing.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding.
2: Yeah, so, uh, man, good work all around to everybody involved.
1: Yeah, even with a switch of, you know, writers from Conway to Archie Goodwin here. Yeah, still got some really good material. And like we said, you know, he got definitely new characters. And I was shocked because I didn't realize uh, Inspector Chelm went this far back. That blew me away. I was like, wow, all the issue three. I didn't think he came around till the teens.
2: Oh, okay, Yeah, no, there he is.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was like wow chelm already i'm like oh okay cool because that's again that one issue i cited <laughs> earlier where dracula yeah. kind of is like you idiot chelm get yeah. out of here <laughs> that's like what sticks in my head when i think right. of inspector chelm <laughs> that scene and i feel like that's in like 14 15 16 somewhere in there <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> but, i like that yeah I like, that's
2: great so uh, an antagonistic relationship between those two i think that's gonna be exciting to see
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and like we said dracula man his uh, his dialogue is always just <laughs> off the chain it's really good <laughs> awesome stuff well all right well yeah like we said next time we record uh hopefully uh, we'll knock out uh four five and six three we'll we'll give everybody here to listen to us rap about because uh, that'll get us to uh marv wolfman then for the uh, the one after that which will be fantastic really looking forward to uh the the marvin gene team
2: yeah, right on. Me too. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, and then I and like I said, I think with maybe only one or two exceptions at the most in the regular series, we get Tom Palmer from here all the way out till the end too. So that's that's great too.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty great run that these guys all did this so many issues together. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah, always
1: happen. <laughs> no, I think what was it, seventy two issues, I think? Two major yeah. one? seventy yeah, two. That's,
2: that's a long run. and I think it shows uh, just how much these guys enjoyed working on this title. So
1: yeah, and it's been reprinted how many times too. So it's obviously a seller. So it's it's yep. you know, again, you haven't read this stuff. you've got to get it somehow or another. And like I said, I think the last time I you know we recorded, they are coming out with them in Masterworks as well. Uh, um, but by the time this uh, drops, we should only be, you know, a couple months away from being able to get uh, Volume 2 and Volume 1. I think it's still available on Amazon, and you can find eBay sellers with it as well. So you can literally get the first 20 issues in a super nice hardcover, you know, mm-hmm. for, a de- for a decent price. So it's it's tough to get those low numbers. I Believe me, I know I've been trying. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really tough to get the singles. I think I got two pretty cheap, and I think I might have, like, five or six, and then everything yeah. else is, you know— in the teens 20s 30s 40s and and so on it's just it's it's right. I, I won't say it's impossible unless you have really deep pockets it's, it's yeah. really tough <laughs> so yeah
2: highly recommended yeah if you can get any collection really um i just have the trade paperbacks but even these are are great
1: yep yeah even the the black and white essentials if you can find those on a bargain anywhere get them because the artwork really holds up in black and white they're great too oh i bet yeah yeah that's how i read it first yeah (laughs) the to gene colon oh man yeah for real so all right well we're gonna get out of here but uh, if anybody's looking to find you out there on the uh, interwebs where can they find you scott
2: well i'm on twitter uh at well i got two handles my writer handle is at scott west 69 um but i'm also just at scott west and you can um under the name King Dinosaur on there. That one's just for fun. Uh, So you can check me out on either one of those. Mm -hmm. And um, I've got, uh, I'm a writer. I've got a novel available on Amazon called Ghosts on the Highway. uh, And then I've got a short story collection that I'm just about ready to get out there in the wild. So look for that soon. Um, That's about what I got going on right now.
1: Awesome. Yeah, so everybody definitely take a look for those things. I will have all that in the show notes as well. Uh, So, uh, you know, links and all that stuff and uh, definitely give uh, Scott a follow out there. So, all right, man. Well, thanks for joining me once again. And uh, man, I'm really looking forward to our next recording. That is going to be a boatload of fun.
2: Yeah, I am too. Thanks again for asking me to do this. It's a blast revisiting these
1: yep I, again and again we're not reading ahead so we're we're nope. reading this right before <laughs> we're gonna record about it it's really cool that's i think that adds to the fun
2: it totally does yeah i'm having a good time so i really appreciate
1: it thanks a lot you bet so all right we're gonna get out of here and i'm gonna run a Clipper promo or something real quick here and then i'll be back to wrap up the show
3: oh oh the
0: devil um not as bad, is that? I did not hear you come in, Count. I am often told I have a light footstep. I was looking in the mirror. It reflects the whole room, and yet I cannot see... Forgive me, Doctor. I dislike mirrors. They are the playthings of man's vanity. You are a most, uh, unusual creature, Count Rocco. Yes. How is the fair patient? Her diagnosis presents difficulties. I feared it might, my friend. Would you care to see what I have prescribed for her? Anything that you prescribe for Miss Lucy has the greatest interest for me. My prescription is a most unusual one. <laughs> Is man professor for one who has not lived even a single lifetime okay everybody that's gonna wrap up this episode i want to thank scott for being on uh, good dude definitely check him out on social media and definitely look forward to more coverage of, Tomb of and werewolf by night dc anthologies really gonna try to run the gamut here early on in cover as much really cool horror as I can and keep it going for as long as I can as well so if you like what you're hearing you know please subscribe to the show give me a rating on iTunes or Spotify uh, you know and a review and uh, you know let me know on social media you know on Twitter everything's in the uh, show notes and uh, definitely you know send some feedback if you want as well uh, magazinesandmonsters at gmail.com alright thanks for listening everybody see ya